and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> they rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Welcome into the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. It's happening out there on this uh, Tuesday, lovely uh, Tuesday out there. It is October 10th, 10-10, 20-23. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry alongside, and we're here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. We got some uh, good stuff to uh, talk about uh, today. We got uh, some Major League postseason action uh, from yesterday and we got some uh, local sports to get to uh, from yesterday and get the schedule for you today and uh, we got some uh, Monday Night Football from last night to uh, hit up on. We got the uh, uh, college football slate that we didn't get to uh, as we had a lot of things to talk about yesterday so we're going to squeeze in some college football for you today and that means we're gonna it seems like we say it every week but we're gonna rip off the band-aid yep. and we're gonna talk some illinois football here and uh, the sad state of affairs sitting at two and four uh right now so uh we'll talk about that coming up and uh it's also opening night as well that's right it's the uh, puck drop for uh, the nhl this evening so got to get to you that so we got to ramp up our nhl coverage so mm-hmm. of course the uh, debut of the golden goose the golden guy Connor bedard tonight that's right against his childhood idol so uh we'll hit up on that and we'll also uh, be getting to uh, some uh, coaches in the podcast they got coach duckett from the uh, 7-0 shelbyville rams we got coach jefferson from the 7-0 arthur knights and we got villa grove who uh, coach wilson who picked up his fourth win and the blue devils picked up their fourth win on a Friday night, keeping their playoff chances alive there. And we also got some of this day in sports history as well coming up in the uh, podcast. Of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com, as well as also a good place to uh, find it. Of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without the fine folks from McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, 
in a Teutopolis State Bank. All right, so we've uh, set the table here, and let's go ahead and let's jump this thing off, and let's get it going, and let's hit it up with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in a Major League Baseball postseason action from last night. The two DSs for the National League Game 2s were last night. And this was the Atlanta and Phillies game was what we thought this would be. Or at least in the late goings, it started to get interesting there as Atlanta Pulled it out there in the end, and they ended up tying this series up at one game apiece as they won this one a 5-4 to four in a comeback style, comeback fashion for the Braves as they even things up here. So Atlanta, they didn't start out great. Zach Wheeler was dealing last night, didn't allow a hit for a while. Then finally, Ozzy Albies got a hit there, and that kind of broke things open and um, – that was in the sixth inning there as they finally got their uh, first hit. And then uh, Cunha Jr. ended up uh, rounding uh, the third base bag on a fielding error and scoring to give Atlanta the first run that they had in the series. And then it was all Atlanta from there at that point. And Atlanta took this one yesterday, 5-4, to four, even up the series going back to Philly. Yes, but Travis, let's talk about what what everyone's going to talk about and what everyone has talked about with this game. Bryce Harper cannot get thrown out to end that game on that double play. Yeah, I I don't know what he was quite what he was he doing. He just thought for sure it was gone. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. Yeah, is that he thought it was at least going to be off the fence, mm-hmm. the very least. I mean, yeah. But fundamental baseball, you have to wait. Go halfway. Go a little more if you got a little bit of speed. That's it. Right, yeah, he you, shouldn't have rounded second. No, absolutely not. That's a mistake I make on my video game when I'm controlling the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, Press I didn't the wrong mean to button. control him. Why would I send him? No, go back. Yeah, you don't know the base running controls yeah. and it just goes all haywire on Yeah, it. and then you're like, oh, <laughs> man. Or you thought there were two outs. That's the only other thing I think of. Did he think there were two outs? Hmm. No, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. No, I didn't so. either. That was that's the only other because we've seen that lots of times. We've seen lapse in judgment, people thinking there's two outs or whatever, and getting doubled off. But you mm-hmm. can't get doubled off to lose a playoff game to right. be the final out of the playoff game that ties the series up at one one. You took a chance away from your team. Right. Yeah, you uh, certainly uh, were in control of the game for the longest time, and now all of a sudden the Braves feel like they have life, yep. and uh, you gave this team a chance again. But, yeah, I, the only thing I can think of was, like you said there at the very beginning, was he thought it was a home run or something. So he, he just, yeah, that was a, definitely a, a bad base running yes. uh, decision uh, there by Harper. and. Uh, that was the first time that a game ended on an yep. outfielder being involved in a double play like that to end a playoff game. So it's part of history. Well, I guess that's a good thing. At least we got <laughs> wrong side, history. wrong side of history. 
uh, there, but I mean, Philly was cruising there. They were up four to nothing, and Wheeler was dealing a no hitter at that mm-hmm. point. And then, like I mentioned, always breaking up that uh, no no in the sixth. And then Travis Darno, great first name by the way. Darno mm-hmm. goes deep in the uh, seventh inning to uh, uh, pull with Atlanta within one. And then the very next inning. Austin Riley coming in uh, clutch after Acuna got on base once again, and that was the uh, decider there. Five to four was Austin Riley's uh, home run, and it was an impressive home run. 376 over there out there to uh, left field, and it seemed like he only hit it with one hand on the bat Mm -hmm. uh, there and got it out of there. So uh, Philly's bullpen did a great job of uh, closing things down after uh, Max Fried only went four innings. At that point, and uh, they only gave up that uh, one extra run uh, there after that. But everybody shut him down. Menez, Minter uh, got out of it, and he ended up getting um, – he ended up walking uh, Harper there. That's how Harper got on base there in the ninth inning, and then they uh, turned things over to Iglesias, and he closed things out from there. And that spectacular catch by uh, Michael Harris Jr., mm-hmm. Uh, to steal it there. We've done that before. Uh, Seems like he's made a couple of plays in clutch yeah. moments. Kind of remember uh, that, but um, yep, he uh, made it there at the wall. We're seeing it right here on ESPN. The video crashing up against the uh, board there, and then the heads up to see the Harper is uh, leaked yep. too far away from first yep. base, and uh, Austin Riley backing up the play as well. So he yep. did it with his bat and. Yep. He ended up turning the double play there. Now, Travis, here's here's why this this loss was so critical for the Phillies. But I guess if they respond game three, all right, because you can clinch at home. Because, again, Charlie Morton, who was their third, is injured, mm-hmm. will not pitch. Right. And uh, Freed was injured, too. He hadn't pitched in, like, 17 yep. days or something. And that's what uh, they said, that he, why he wasn't so sharp is that the – long time off that he had. So let's say that the Phillies win on Wednesday, Travis. And it's 2-1. Braves with their back against the wall. The best team in the league. In Philly. Who do they have to call on? Well, they got to call on Spencer Strider. The guy who said he doesn't want Philly fans there. Oh, boy. Or any fans that's, at all. That's not, that's not the guy you want on the mound in a crucial game. Those fans no. are going to destroy him. <laughs> You'd rather save him for five back in Atlanta. At least they'll be a little nicer to him. Mm-hmm. Those Philly fans are going to rip him apart, especially ruthless. if the Phillies have a chance to close out the Braves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be ruthless. Now, if it's the other way and the Braves win game three and they have a chance to close out Philly, I think they'll still be ruthless, but not as bad if they had the chance to close out at home with him on the mound. Right. Yeah. So we'll have to wait for that on Wednesday. Must that, see radio. That wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Yes. The wonderful red October there in Philadelphia that we're hearing so much about. I here. know. You can't stand them. I can't stand it. Four o'clock yes. is when it'll be on Wednesday. Yep. So all four games, all four series are going to be uh, potentially, I guess, Baltimore and Texas, if necessary. Yeah, it could be done. Yeah. Is, uh, is scheduled at least for Wednesday, so full slate there. But must-win game there for Atlanta, and they did just that. They didn't want to go back to Red October with uh, them down 2-0 mm-hmm. and having to win two games uh, there for their season on the line. So uh, Atlanta pulled out there. 
then uh, here's just something that you'd expect. The Diamondbacks won again, and they have a 2-0 series lead. So just what we all thought, uh, the Diamondbacks are going to return home uh, leading 2-0 with a chance to sweep the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> Travis? Um, no, that's not how people drew it up. Did not have that on my bingo card, but no. I'll say this. Diamondbacks playing much better right now than the Dodgers. They are. This mm-hmm. is a young team that, Travis, would you not say, unlike the Orioles, who are a young team too, mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks are coming in here with no expectation. Them making the playoffs yep. is a win already. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to lose. Right. So anything they get from this point on is bonus gravy. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Orioles, being a young team, they're but they're expected because of how they performed in the regular season. Right. They're, they're expected the one, to do well. They're the one seed. They're the one seed. Won 100 games. Yeah. Diamondbacks are not. I look at those two teams as very comparable Mm -hmm. when you're talking experience and you're talking age and you're talking everything like that. But the expectations for the Diamondbacks, along with the Rangers, I'll throw the Rangers in there too, are very, very low because of they're the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that helps Mm -hmm. to go in and just play in. We got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Diamondbacks have been playing some uh, baseball, playoff baseball the last month of the season. Yeah. Uh, fighting for that last wild card spot. Well, so. we helped you. So. <laughs> yeah, you got a little help from the Cubbies there. Yeah. Uh, but Arizona, they just uh, jump on you early, and they did exactly that last night. Uh, they had a three-run first inning there to take the lead three to nothing, and then uh, Dodgers didn't get anything going until the fourth inning. Uh, Martinez, J.D. Martinez hit a home run there, and that made it 3-1. to one. But then uh, Gurriel Jr. got his uh, second RBI of the game and a home run there in the sixth to put him up 4-1, and the Diamondbacks just held on there. And don't forget, Travis, this is a Diamondbacks team that lost six of their last ten entering the postseason. Mm-hmm. They stumbled into the playoffs. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they were They They were, hot they were cold, on a four-game but... losing streak. They lost to the White That's Sox right. and got swept by the Astros. That's right, yeah. They were not playing good ball. Mm-hmm. And they turned it on against the Brewers. Again, no one expected them to win it. Right, yeah, not a lot of people were picking them. And no one expected them to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, and here they are right straight. now up two, two straight, heading mm-hmm. back to Arizona. Yeah, no one. Tremendous. I love it. I love underdogs doing well. In the- and so uh, uh, Padat will be going... Um, I totally butchered that name. But, That's okay. Um, I know who you meant. <laughs> he's going. That started game one in the uh, wild card mm-hmm. series against the uh, Brewers. Uh, he's going to be going for the Diamondbacks back home in Arizona tomorrow. And uh, potentially right now, probable pitcher for L.A., Lance Lynn going oh boy. for the Dodgers with the season on the line. You better find that uh, Lance Lynn from about what, five years ago. Yeah, he had a couple of good games here and there with the Cardinals, but they're few and far between later on in his tenure. I think he ate that landslide. <laughs> oh, ouch. ouch. I can say it. I'm a big guy. So. Yes, so, but uh, hey, landslide, a nice guy. Um, but he'll try to win it and keep the season alive for the uh, Dodgers. And we got the uh, two uh, ALDSs on uh, today as it's a game of three back in Minnesota as this one's at 3 o'clock with the Astros and uh, Twins. Javier going for the Astros and future St. Louis Cardinals Sonny Gray is going for the 
Twinkies in both him this and afternoon. Nola? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sure, we'll talk about that more Might in Sports well, Center coming up. Might as well get Snell, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, Cease. We'll talk more about that coming up in Sports Center. There's your four-man rotation right there. 2.30 p.m. broadcast starts right here on 98.9 The Game for that game. Mm-hmm. Very well, so we'll tune in uh, later on uh, today. And then uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, we got uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles. They're on the brink. Of getting swept here, the uh, Rangers back home in uh, Texas. Nathan Avaldi going to for the uh, Rangers and Kramer going to for Baltimore. And again, six thirty for that one here on mm, ninety nine. Very game well. So you hear both those games mm-hmm. right here, and we'll see if we can get a clincher tonight uh, there in uh, Texas. Avaldi's got some postseason experience, and just watching those games on the weekend, I was like, how good could this Rangers team be if they had Jacob Degrom? Yep. Or, I mean, Max Scherzer, if he was healthy, yep. uh, that they acquired. But especially if they had Jacob DeGrom, this would be an amazing team with the young talent that they have. And I didn't even know that uh, Mike Maddox was the pitching coach. Former, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Former Cardinal pitching coach. No idea until I watched the game on Saturday. I think they showed him in the dugout. So, hmm. Hmm. And I f- didn't know that uh, they Colton Wong plays for the Dodgers. He got into the game last night. Oh, well, there you go. Learn something new every day. I had no idea. Yeah, he plays for the Dodgers. Hmm. No idea. No clue. Hey, you learn. Sometimes when you only focus on one team, you, you learn stuff in the postseason. And uh, then a, a full slate of a game of threes on uh, Wednesday in the uh, Strohs in uh, Twins will play 1 o'clock afternoon baseball on Wednesday uh, there, but we'll talk more about that after the uh, games this evening, and you can hear them both right here on 98.9. Right now, we're going to step away, and we're going to hit up on uh, some uh, local sports up next. we got some uh, volleyball, and we're going to talk about what's on the schedule for today. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's a great day for the game here at Retail Stadium. Yeah, kids are back to school. And everyone's getting ready for cooler weather. <laughs> that means shopping. Sure does. Here's the visiting team. Oh, the big box stores, the national chains, the out-of-towners. Yeah, they have a few fans, but here comes our home team. Oh, listen to that crowd. You can tell who's a favorite. Hey, when you shop local, you often get better service from people you know. And your local dollars get cycled right here in the community seven times. The out-of-towners can't make that claim. Looks like the local businesses have the advantage. And the real winners are all of us right here, where our neighbors run businesses. Each one helps our community, and we all profit. Hey, just listen to the local team lineup. The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Paler Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Niemerg Steakhouse, so delicious, always special, Niemerg Steakhouse. 
There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now. Mm-hmm. But that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah. Not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think yeah, I, I always go bags. I always say that. On ninety eight nine the game. In to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some local sports action uh, from uh, last night as we had uh, some uh, volleyball matches here. We had the uh, Bulldogs of uh, St. Anthony uh, get the win over uh, Vandalia in uh, two sets, 25-14 and uh, 25-10. Uh, we also had in the uh, Little Illini, we had uh, Casey uh, defeat uh, Cumberland uh, in uh, two sets. And we also had Totopolis win in a three-setter against uh, Newton. And that was by the uh, final of 25-19 to in the first set. Long as second set goes the way of the Eagles, 26-24. to And then Totopolis wins the third and decisive set, 25-18 there. In uh, Central Illinois of volleyball, we had uh, Sullivan Defeat uh, Clinton in two sets. Long first set there, 26-24. And then 25-21 in the second set. And it was Westville get the win over Tuscola in two sets as well. 25-15, 25-21. At South Central Volleyball, we had Pena defeat a Tri-City 25-11 in two sets there. Both of those scores were in both sets there. And one match in uh, soccer yesterday you had a normal community high school defeat Muhammad Seymour 2-1. to one. 
And in tennis action, yesterday you had Tatopoulos sweeping Champagne St. Thomas Moore 9-0. We also had some junior high girls basketball from last night in Pena. St. Pat's picked up the win in the 7th and 8th grade over St. Anthony in the 7th grade game. Uh, Pena won 41-10. And in the 8th grade game, uh, won over St. Anthony 48-10. There was the uh, final. And uh, that was it from last night's action uh, for you. So a little light schedule on your Monday night. Let's take a look at the uh, schedule for today in a volleyball. NTC teams involved here. St. Elmo, they're hosting in Shelbyville. Oblong is at North Clay, Clay City. Altamont at Topless. CHBC hosting Patoka. Dietrich at Nioga. FEM, they're hosting in Charleston. Mattoon is at Taylorville. Lincoln Prairie conference teams here. Sullivan, they're at Cumberland. Saragordo at Tri-County. Arcola hosting Oka Valley. Arthur at Blue Ridge and Argenta at Villa Grove. A little Illini, a couple of games. Mount Carmel at Grayville and Paris hosting Tuscola. South Central games. Scott Vandalia at Piasol. North Mac hosting Pena. Carlinville at Gillespie. And Hillsboro at Litchfield. In high school cross country, uh, we got uh, Tri County Argenta there at Cerro Gordo. Villa Grove there at Paxton Buckley Loda. And we got three uh, conference meets today as well. The uh, National Trail Conference meet at Community Park here in FEM with the NTC teams involved there. We got the Apollo Conference meet at Taylorville. And we got the uh, little line I meet there uh, at Marshall. That might actually be on the campus of Indiana State in Terre Haute there. But uh, three conference meets today in cross country. It's getting that time of the year. It's getting that time of the season. Mm-hmm. And their postseason will be starting shortly. And speaking of postseasons, soccer, their postseason begins today. Some teams will kick off regional play. Uh, FEM and Muhammad, this is not a regional game, but they'll squeeze in uh, one more regular season match. Uh, FEM uh, doesn't start their uh, soccer regionals until uh, next Wednesday is when the first time FEM will be in action uh, there, but... Uh, some uh, regionals that uh, start today in uh, Class 1A, the St. Anthony Regional starts with a 9 seed uh, there at the 8 seed at St. Anthony, and that game is scheduled to a kickoff at uh, 4 o'clock, and the winner of that match will take on the uh, 2 seed on Friday, and that will be against Hillsboro at 4 o'clock there. And in the uh, Greenville Regional, we got the uh, 10 seed of Vandalia. They're at the uh, 7 seed of Pena. That one's scheduled to start at 4.30. The winner of this match will go to a Friday's match at 4 o'clock to take on the number one overall seed, the Shoes, from Totopolis and Greenville and Staunton are also scheduled to be on Friday as well in that regional. Uh, the North Mac regional today, you got the ninth seed North Mac against uh, the eighth seed uh, Decatur St. Teresa. That one's kicking off at uh, 5 o'clock. The winner of that match will take on the number one seed Williamsville at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, Carlinville and Argenta will also be involved on that day as well in the North Mac Regional. And also in the Murfreesboro Regional, we have the 10th uh, seed uh, Volmeyer at the 8th seed at Mount Carmel at 4.30 today. The winner of that match will take on the number one overall seed of Murfreesboro on Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, there in uh, that one. So postseason soccer underway All right. today. So... 
it's getting down to the nitty gritty in uh, several seasons. Mm-hmm. And in tennis, we got some uh, matches here. We got St. Anthony and Matt Toon, FEM at Flora, Springfield hosting Taylorville, New Nets Centralia, Casey at Shelbyville, and Mount Vernon at Vandalia. Uh, there so that's the schedule we got for today in the world of local sports you can uh, follow along and we'll have some results of these games and uh, matches on the website fmradio.com just click on our local sports tab that's where you can find out the information uh, there all right uh, coming up next here on the starting lineup we got some college football to uh, talk about and yes that means we're talking about some illinois uh, football get ready uh, for uh, this one as it's another miserable week to be an illini fan and on the football field at least and we're going to talk about it and get through it together here we're going to have a therapy session coming up next for illini football here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. In 2021, the S over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy is an independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy and is committed to the Effingham and surrounding communities. At Andy's, you'll experience a warm, caring, compassionate expert dedicated to your health. Their pharmacists have a personal commitment to you and our communities. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein Tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros ebay motors is here for the ride so minivans sedans jdms roll out go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love and with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply and now, Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update. And I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not pulling up. But Eastern Illinois a shortstop Trey Sweeney was named the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports hurry that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The St. Louis Cardinals are keeping their foot on the gas despite a disappointing 2023 campaign. Team President Bill DeWitt III 
said in an interview yesterday that the team is going to be during the offseason. In fact, he added that he expects the team's payroll to be higher in 2024 than it was in 2023, despite a dip in revenue. Cardinals went 71-91 and this past season, finishing with their most losses in a season since 1990. The 23-24 St. Louis Blues regular season is just days away as the Blues begin their campaign on the road against the Dallas Stars on Thursday night. The Blackhawks, as we talked about, open at Pittsburgh tonight. The game starts at 7 o'clock. Chicago Bulls are trying to lock down one of their top players before the start of the regular season later this month. ESPN is reporting that the team has been talking about a potential contract extension for DeMar DeRozan. The report says the Bulls and DeRozan have only had preliminary talks about a new deal. The 34-year-old is entering his third season with Chicago. He averaged 24.5 points and over five assists in 74 games with the Bulls last season. And the Colts are going to be without their top draft pick for the foreseeable future. Rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson is expected to miss at least a month after suffering a grade 3 AC joint sprain. Richardson suffered the injury during the second quarter of Indianapolis wins over the Titans. The head coach confirmed initial reports on Monday saying the team is unsure how much time Richardson will miss. In fact, they did not rule out a trip to the injured reserve. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit uh, there. All right, More here. Spending, Travis. Yeah, I'll believe that. <laughs> believe that when I see it. Yep. Just go out and get it done. Show me with uh, actions. I don't want any more words. Show me actions. Uh, speaking of uh, actions and show me words. Or show me actions, not enough words. That's the Illini. And uh, the Illini on a Friday. So uh, this we had to uh, wait even longer to talk about this. But, man, on a Friday night, not so good here on 98.9 for the Illini. As uh, Nebraska wins this one 20-7 under the uh, Friday night lights. And another Pitiful, dreadful performance by the Illini. And I would go through all the statistics here, but the only statistics that you really need to know is Illinois had only had 21 rushing yards. Not in the first quarter, not in the second, not in the first half. No, in the entire game. 21 rushing yards in the whole game. That is not a recipe for success at all. After the game, words like embarrassing frustrating were used and her coach Bielema not too uh, pleased not too happy uh, with everything that's been going on this year and extremely frustrating he said and to be two and four football team is absolutely a very painful thing and very frustrated with not being able to punch it in particularly on that yes. uh, goal line play yes. where you couldn't score from the two yard line and you the had one. two plays from the half inch line yeah. And you, you can't, can't punch six it in. inches in two plays. No, you can't do it. No, they can't do it. As he, as he said after the game, as you mentioned, he said it's maddening and infuriating. We can't gain six inches on two plays. Mm-hmm. I've been coaching for 15 years, and I've never been so frustrated. We keep having the same issues. We have to make changes. We have to change the equation. So I guess after they couldn't rush for that one yard, he just said, we're just not going to rush the ball at all anymore. Yeah. We're just going to quit. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to put it all on Luke Altmeyer to throw it downfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and again, though, those are nice things. And Barry Lunny Jr. is also coming under a lot of scrutiny as well with the play calling, being the offensive coordinator. 
and uh, whatnot. So uh, something's got to change with him, and he's saying the right things. But, but, again, you're saying the right things at press conferences, and we know Coach Bielema can charm the pants off you. All right, that's cool that things need to change. It's frustrating. All right, let's see it, and let's see it implemented out on the field. And Barry Lenny Jr. yesterday saying that, that we need to tweak some things schematically and whatnot. All right, that's great to hear, but let's do it, and let's actually fix it on the field. I'm tired of winning press conferences. I want to actually results on the field. And again, two touchdowns in 10 seconds you gave up to Nebraska. So it was the offense wasn't doing its part. The defense wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't good. The special teams was oh, not was good. Awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I read, Travis, you missed a 55-yard field goal with the wind at your back. Yeah. The wind's helping you. Right. And you can't get it even close. Yeah, and then that punt, that was blocked, blocked as punt. well. And I think they had a muffed muffed kickoff return or punt return as well so yep they did that's what set up that that second touchdown yep dominic and i were listening to it on the way back and uh from the game in muhammad and you know i said we could still made the fourth quarter uh, but i wouldn't have wanted to no no one would have it was wanted painful to, it was painful to uh <laughs> hear just the the frustration on color commentators uh, voice there just watching everyone's frustrated listening to that and whatnot so uh just uh not not great and like you said i mean the defense didn't play uh horrible but like i was telling somebody after the game like i mean this defense can only do so much when the offense is so dreadful mm-hmm. like uh, this I'm getting nightmares of the Rams teams in the past of having good defenses, but the offense is so dreadful. I'm not saying this defense is any good, but uh, they can only do so much with an inept offense. Are you ready for this, Travis? We are now six games into the season, right? Mm-hmm. In six games, Illinois has ten first quarter points. Yeah, ten first quarter points. That's not averaging ten. No, that's 10 total points through six first quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a struggle. Travis, uh, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I came in with hope, just like you did. Not as much as you. Mm-hmm. But I said right here on this show, we should contend. Right. Travis, we ain't contending for anything. We're contending for the bottom. We're contending, <laughs> we're contending for the seller. We're contending the West for Coach Bielema to have no hair left by the end of the season. Yeah. He's going to pull it all out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we're six games into the season, and we're still talking about the offense has no identity and it at all whatsoever. And, and it's bad. You have to find it. You have to make it have an identity. And maybe right. that's what we saw with them going in a lot of no huddle and not running the football. Maybe they're like, okay, we are now going to be a pass-first team. But you don't have a quarterback to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm right. sorry. Altmeyer's not the guy. Yeah, I said it last week. That I, I know you did. I would agree. <sighs> it's, it, it, it's just one of those things that, unfortunately, Travis, it's like, where, where do you go from here? Right. What can you point to to say, this gives me hope? 
Mm-hmm. Right now, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not a lot. It's like being a Bears fan. At least that you have some hope because Justin Fields has played well the past couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I said it last week, too, that I may have overhyped the win total a little bit, but I honestly didn't think that, that we would be this bad. Travis, I didn't anticipate it being this bad. This is... This... Again, I don't know how you fix it. Yeah. It's, well, kinda, it's, it, it's an exact replication of the Bears. We joked last week about the poll, who's the best football team in the state. Mm-hmm. And I can say for certainty that it is not Illinois. No. They're at the bottom. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think after particularly last week, the torches are out for Barry Lunny Jr. I think his days are numbered if they don't turn this around uh, quickly. Uh, you can see the dip in uh, production as in 2021, Tody Peterson was the offensive coordinator. We all averaged about 19.3 points a game with Barry Looney uh, last year, uh, averaged 23.6 points per game, and uh, this season 13 points a game um, there so far. That's only a Big Ten play. I know that's at least 13 points a game in Big Ten play uh, there. So not great. Not great numbers, and that's the change that you're looking for right there is potentially making that coaching swap uh, there. And, of course, everyone knows how well we ended last season. And in the last 343 days, the Illini are 1-8 and against Power 5 teams, 2-0 and against Group of 5. They're 3-8 and overall in the last 343 days. And in the past 11 games, Illinois scored 19.8 points per game. Opponents have scored 24.5 points per game yeah. uh, there. And Illinois loses again when they're the favorites in this one. And also, they're jumping off the recruitment trail as well. We had a three-star offensive lineman from Nebraska, Caleb uh, Pifrom. He decommitted from Illinois hours after the uh, loss or not even 24 hours after the loss. So, Wouldn't you? Well, yeah. So uh, three-star offensive lineman, 44th best O-lineman in the country, committed to us. Nope. He's no. He's opening up his recruitment again. So sayonara. Not coming to Champaign, it looks like. And, and Travis, that's that's part of the problem. I'm I'm actually on uh, looking at recruits from the state of Illinois for 2024. Mm-hmm. Top one's going to Ohio State. Second best, Notre Dame, Miami, Clemson, Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan, Purdue, Iowa, Wisconsin, Texas A&M. Oh, there's Illinois. Finally, a three-star athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I don't know how to change that uh, besides just winning and establishing a winning culture. That's Here, that's the only way that we're going to get the top recruits. Can, to can come I in. ask you this, okay? And, and I, I want you to put on – your critical thinking hat, not your Illinois fan hat, okay? Mm-hmm. You're wearing a Cardinals hat today, so we're not <laughs> going to be Illinois fan today. Okay. Is it too far gone to change that? Mm. Are we getting close to that point? Yeah, we're getting close. Are we getting close to the point of, well, because it, it's, it's an endless circle. In order to bring in the good recruits, you have to have a good team. But mm-hmm. if you don't have a good team, you can't get a good good recruits, but you can't 
perform as a good team without the good recruits. Right. Are it's we getting to the point cycle. where Illinois cannot get those good recruits and we are going to be stuck at two and three stars competing against teams that have five stars across the board? And again, I'm not even talking about this week, Travis. We lost to Nebraska. You can't tell me Nebraska's got a plethora of five-star recruits because I know they don't. Right, exactly, yeah. But it's going to get worse. As we've talked about, it's going to get harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're definitely training towards that territory for let, sure. Let me put it to you this way. I'm going to rephrase this. Are teams like Michigan, Ohio State, upcoming Oregon, UCLA, USC, are they looking at Illinois as Rutgers? Probably. Yeah. I mean, let's be they're honest. Not, they're not That's afraid. That's where we're at. Yeah. They're not afraid of Illinois. That is where gonna we're at. they're going to come into the Big Ten. Nah. <laughs> no one's gonna no one's gonna be afraid of that but I was just I was I was just looking at the history of Illinois football and it just seems like it's more of the same uh we're going back to the same trends there's someone in their garage with a chief flag above their beer fridge in the garage saying I told you so because I know this team and uh, they're very sporadic with their uh, wins and their great seasons. I mean, yeah, in the uh, late 80s to early 90s, we had a run where we went to six consecutive bowl games. Uh, we only were one in five in those bowl games, but uh, the biggest one was the Holiday Bowl, I guess you'd say there. But, uh, of course, 2001, we came out of nowhere. We went from a 5-6 and six team with Ron Turner to all of a sudden we were 10-2 and two and Big Ten champions. We went all the way to the Sugar Bowl. And then it was a dip after yep. that. We didn't find success until 2007, that crazy season. We beat Ohio State, and we went to the Rose Bowl. Hey, just because we wanted the Pac-10 versus uh, Big Ten traditional yep. matchup. Yep. But still, we went to the Rose Bowl. We got blown out yep. against USC. Yep. And then it was another dip, yep. and it was mediocrity. Yes, we were 7-6, and six and uh, we barely got into the Fight Hunger Bowl with Ron Zook in his last year. Mm-hmm. We got to uh, the uh, Heart of Dallas Bowl All right. in Tim Beckman, but that was with six wins. So that wasn't great either. We got to the Red Box Bowl with Lovey Smith, but again, six wins there. We barely got in, yep. and then how we ended last season and whatnot. So we're very sporadic. So I'm fully convinced now that it's going to be a long time, or if ever, I'll see a consistently winning football program in the state of Illinois, at least at the collegiate level. We're very sporadic in Tra- our in our success. Travis, there are six games left on Illinois' schedule. Mm-hmm. Does Illinois make a bowl game this year? <sighs> Sitting at two and four. The way we're playing now? No. I, I would agree. I would say Indiana is definitely a winnable game. Mm-hmm. You need to win that game. But even Northwestern, Travis, I can't say is a winnable game. They're 3-3 three and three on the year. They have a Big Ten win. We don't even have that. It's true. With all everything that happened in Northwestern and everything that's continuing to happen in Northwestern, they have a better football team than the Illini. Yeah. Right now, the records say that. There's no arguing. I will say, Travis, that... Illinois probably right now has the worst team in the state of Illinois at the college level. Because EIU is pretty good. SIU is pretty good. I know they both lost this past weekend. But they're still pretty good teams. 
I say, yeah, you only lost by like a point. So. Yep. Now, that's how you got blown out by Youngstown State. So, but <laughs> there's I, that. There's that. But Travis, Illinois is, as you said, you know, it's sporadic. And do we, do we as fans get too excited about mediocrity? Because you just said it. Last year was not great, but we immediately said, "This is great." Oh, actually, we got eight wins last year, and we ended the season one and four. Yeah. So it started out great. It did. Then it all fell apart, and we all did it to ourselves there by losing to Michigan State and losing to Purdue. Yep. When we still had a chance to clinch the West, things tried to get better this week against uh, Maryland, but they kept it close with Ohio State for a little while. So they suffered their first loss last week. Uh, and it's in Maryland, and it's 13.5-point favorites are the Terrapins uh, this week. So uh, Lion I searching for that first Big Ten win, and otherwise they're staring down the barrel of a 2-5 and five start. And it's at 2.30, so that means it'll be 1.30 pregame yeah. right here on 98.9. And television purposes is on NBC and Peacock. So there's that. But that's what we have to look forward to. This weekend in college football for the Illini. If it makes you feel any better, Travis, and I'm all about trying to find ways to make you feel better. Yeah. We're closing in on the start of basketball season. We are. We are closing in. It's going to be here before you know it. Mm -hmm. Tip off of that. Uh, Just quickly here with the rest of the the weekend, Oklahoma and Texas played a thriller there. Oklahoma scored in the waning seconds of that one to win the Red River rivalry. They're 34 to 30. So that and Alabama lost to Texas this season. That makes sense. Don't know how that works, but uh, it is what it is. And USC they barely escaped Arizona, 43 to 41 in three overtimes. Uh, Notre Dame takes a tumble as they lost to Louisville, 33 to 20. Um, let's see, is there any other ones besides that debacle that we put on our top three? The Georgia Tech Miami. It was Miami's first loss. Speaking of first losses, Mizzou, they fell to LSU by 10, 49-39. Wyoming, they're 5-1. They beat number 24, Fresno State, 24-19. By the way, I want to point out Colorado barely beat 1-5 Arizona State. So, yeah. Beat them by 3, 27-24. Yeah, and uh, Sanders. Yep. The quarterback, Shador Sanders, mm-hmm. celebrating in front of the Arizona State students, student section. Yep. Yeah, showing off that he can beat a one and five team yep. barely. Barely. <laughs> uh, with his watch celebration. So, yep. hey, you do you and look how where Colorado is now. <laughs> All right, so we're running out of time. We're up against it here. We'll close it out talking about the uh, NFL, and we'll have to save the NHL probably for the uh, pod. But uh, we're talking about Monday Night Football, closing out the show, coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season. With live local and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more, all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game, every Sunday during the regular season, across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. And now, so can a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9, the game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana was overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Here on 98.9, I'm Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, let's uh, close uh, things out here, talking about uh, some uh, Monday Night Football, and we'll try to squeeze in the NHL as well and continue that in the uh, pod. But uh, last night, uh, to uh, wrap up the uh, NFL week, it was the uh, Raiders getting the win over the uh, Packers, and it was 17-13 to was the uh, final there as uh, Jimmy G gets it done and the Raiders get it done. Jordan Love 16-30, three interceptions including one to uh, seal the deal for the Raiders there last night getting the uh, get the dub. Mm-hmm. So 2-3 and three are the Packers now. Not so season. good. Not so hot. No, not Still so better uh, than the Bears, but not so good and uh, oof, Bears, Vikings both 1-4 and, four and 
Vikings coming out with uh, that they're putting Justin Jefferson on the IR, so he'll miss at least the next four weeks. So the bad gets worse there Mm -hmm. for the uh, Vikings. Mm -hmm. Mm. So Detroit looks like it may be. Maybe their year. Maybe. Potentially in the north. I mean, it, it, if anything, Travis can be survival of the fittest. And yeah. right now, Detroit's the most fit. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, they had another injury, a uh, significant injury on defense. Uh, so I think it looks like he tore his ACL or something like that again, um, that player. So, mm. uh, hey, that uh, sucks uh, for him. But, um, hey, the uh, Raiders, they won. They're 2-3 and three now as uh, they uh, are not as bad as the Broncos. Broncos are 1-4 and four after their loss on Sunday. So uh, the Raiders get it done on Monday Night Football. And, hey, speaking of the uh, Broncos, they're on Thursday Night Football this week. Goody, what goody. did we deserve that the Broncos are in another primetime game? And the Sunday Night game also involves the Giants. Oh. Another primetime game. Maybe Disgusting. with or without Daniel Jones. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, the Vikings, hey, speaking of the Vikings, they play the Bears, so just the perfect time for Justin Jefferson to be on the IR. You don't have to cover him. Yeah. So Can't cover anybody. The Bears have the Vikings right where they want them. <laughs> yeah, right where they want them. I would expect that line to move, but two and a half favorites are the Vikings mm-hmm. uh, right now. I think that's how, before the Justin Jefferson news. Uh, but the Chiefs and the Broncos kick off Thursday Night Football. And we also have another London game as it's the uh, Ravens and Titans this week over there at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the London. So get some Lamar Jackson action and you also get some Ryan Tannehill action over there in London at 8.30 in the morning. Nice. So one of those quarterbacks is better than the other. Uh, also... Also this weekend, you had the uh, Commanders at the uh, Falcons. Uh, Seahawks are at the uh, Bengals. The 49ers are at Cleveland. Uh, The 0-5 Panthers against the uh, Dolphins. Uh, The Colts going up against the uh, Jaguars in a battle for the top of the AFC South uh, there. You got the Saints at the Texans. And then in the 3 o'clock window, Pats and Raiders. It's the Josh McDaniels revenge game. So it's Jimmy Garoppolo, their revenge game. So try to put the Pats to one and five on the season potentially, and then the uh, Cardinals are against the Rams. Eagles are against the Jets. Man, that would have been a great matchup if uh, another quarterback was playing. Uh, the Lions have the Bucks this week, and like I mentioned, the Giants against the Bills in a battle for New York. And on Monday Night Football next week, it's the Cowboys against the Chargers. So it's the Kellen Moore revenge game. And uh, the Packers and Steelers are on buys this upcoming week. So plan your fantasy teams accordingly. And make sure to get that uh, London game straightened out as well for the fantasy purposes as well. All right. uh, So we'll save the NHL for the uh, podcast as well as our area coaches we'll get to uh, coming up in the pod. But coming up next later on uh, today is uh, MLB uh, postseason baseball. But before that is Carlina versus Joe. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, start in the lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And we got still some good stuff to uh, talk about here in the uh, pod. We got this day in sports history. We got the uh, NHL to uh, talk about a puck drop tonight. And we also got uh, three area coaches to uh, get to as well. So a, a stacked podcast of uh, coaches coming up here on starting lineup but first before i get to any of that is there anything on sports center that you wanted to uh clean up no nothing from sports center no we got through it all and got the, through uh, it all in the show there very, wasn't a whole lot there so very well uh okay so uh what's the this day in sports history all right this day in sports history travis on this day in 1999 kurt warner Went 20 for 23 passing, and Isaac Bruce catched four touchdowns in the Rams' 42-20 victory over the 49ers. Warner improves to 4-0 in his career as a starter, a feat not matched by an undrafted quarterback until Kyle Allen in 2018-2019. Hmm. Who? Yeah, who? Kyle Allen. That wasn't that long ago. 2018. That was, that was a few years oh, ago. Yeah, I remember Kyle Allen. Oh, you do? Who do yeah. you play for? Vikings. Oh, really? Used he was before the, Kirk Cousins. Used to do the rope celebration, and he wore 69. Huh. Well, learn something new every day. On this date in 2011, the Rangers feed the Tigers in Game 2 of the ALCS on a walk-off Grand Slam by Nelson Cruz. And finally, on this day in 2012, Raul Abanez pinched hit for Alex Rodriguez, hit a game-tying homer in the ninth inning, then hit a walk-off home run as the Yankees defeat the Orioles in Game 3 of the ALDS. Abanez becomes the oldest player in MLB history at 40 years old to have a multi-homer game in the postseason. And that does it for our sports history. All right, that does it for our sports history. All right, so before we get to uh, the uh, NHL here, let's get to our area coaches. We got uh, three of them here. We got Coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville. We got uh, Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur Lovington at Wood-Hammond. Both of those teams are combined 14-0 and on the season, so we hear from them. And we also get to uh, Coach Wilson from Villa Grove as well as his team picked up their fourth win for the playoff push the last couple weeks so talk about that and uh, everything else coming up here in the, the conversations with those gentlemen right now Travis Sparks here on the starting lane of joining us here is a coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams and continuing a, a fabulous season here today and another win for you on Friday so how's it going for you today coach yeah, no problem, man. It was a 39-12 win over Central A&M on a Friday, and you guys continue to roll here, picking up a win, a number seven of the season, continuing here at 7-0. And, oh, and Shelbyville, you started off the game 8 to nothing lead after one quarter of play there. So a little bit of a slow start, but uh, you got on the board there to close out the quarter. Right, yeah, and then uh, you took a 20 to nothing lead into halftime as well. So you kind of built that up in the second quarter and kind of built that momentum and continued that success over into the second quarter that you built in the first. 
sure. And uh, also, what was, was the weather like on a Friday for you? I know kind of around the area, there was a little uh, chill in the air, kind of felt like the first time, felt like football weather, and then also the, the wind as well, so maybe it took the, the air out of the football uh, a little bit. How did you, how did you guys do there on uh, Friday dealing with the, the weather? Yeah, and uh, it kind of hit us very quickly around the area with uh, the weather and everything. And, uh, well, you continued things on there. You lit up a couple of scores in the second half, but uh, you also put up some more points in the second half as well. So uh, you ended up uh, carrying off some uh, good momentum in the second half as well to finish things off. Right, yeah, and it's kind of uh, with the slower start and everything, it was kind of good to maybe have that game uh, like that because it's kind of easy to get into a routine of uh, always uh, putting up 40 and uh, 50 points. I mean, you end up putting up 39 points anyways, but uh, maybe it was uh, kind of good to have one of those games there where uh, everything maybe isn't, uh, you're not finding the end zone as many times as you were uh, normally. So maybe that was good this Friday. And you just guys continue to roll on here with being undefeated. And I'd have to think that coming into this week and how much success that you've had the last couple of years, that confidence is just at an all-time high right now when we get into the final two games of the regular season here. And uh, you also are up for the challenge as well as, uh, you know, uh, you kind of maybe uh, during the course of the season, you kind of have to maybe manufacture with, okay, it's homecoming. We need to get up for this game or this and that. But this week is really an important game, and it's a really a big game with uh, Clinton being 5-2. and two, uh, But also maybe more importantly as well, this is for the conference title uh, on the line as well as both of you guys are 4-0 and in the CIC as well. So this is uh, super important uh, for our conference title on the line coming up on Friday.
right? And offensively, they've really been putting up the points the last several weeks. You know, they had 54 points, 49 and 48 in a three consecutive weeks. So uh, defensively, you guys are going to be uh, tested on that side of the football this week. And it should be fun on a Friday. Well, Coach, uh, we'll let you go here. And uh, thanks for hopping on the program again. And uh, good luck in that super important game for the CIC title on the line on uh, Friday. So uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you next week. Travis Sparks here to join us here on the starting lineup is Arthur Lovington, Edward Hammond, head coach Ryan Jefferson. And you guys are 7-0 now. So how's it going for you today, Coach? And you got win number seven this week with a 49-2-7 win over Sarah Gordo. So another nice win for you guys here, picking up a win number seven, still keeping this undefeated run going here. Right, yeah, and if uh, there's one team that didn't mind that the conditions weren't suitable for a passing uh, was your rushing attack for Arthur right there. And like you mentioned, those two guys showed up once again on Friday. So, you know, you didn't really mind that you couldn't pass the ball uh, that much because uh, your rushing attack is that vaunted of attack. Yep. Right. Right, yeah, and you got everybody involved with her there with uh, that score, and uh, another one got into the end zone as well. So you pretty much got everybody involved there offensively and uh, defensively as well with the, uh, the the big win as well. Yeah, and the defense has really been playing pretty good two of the past three weeks. You held Cumberland to just six points, and then this past week to the just seven. So uh, they've been uh, pretty good as we've uh, gone along here and uh, down the stretch here has been uh, particularly impressive uh, here on that side of the ball. Right, 
right? And it seemed also you got your points pretty balanced as well. At 28 in uh, the uh, first half, I believe. I know it was actually 28 to seven after one quarter. I think so. Uh, then it was, uh, you know. Uh, good output uh, from that perspective with putting up 49 points once again. Yeah, we jumped out early because we, uh, I think we had an onside recovery after, after sports. We got some points up early. Um, I think if that's when they went on that kind of that long drive and then uh, we were able to retain you know, more possession in the second quarter and um, third quarter came out and like I said, played a better defense pass and didn't give up much. So um, We're looking forward to our rivalry game against our Colonists this week. We're going to be playing for Horseshoe, I believe, is what uh, the two athletic directors have come up with. So that'll kind of add some extra fun to it. Right, yeah, that adds an extra flair and everything, so it'll be like the inaugural uh, game of this, and I don't know how much uh, if you guys were involved at all and kind of just kind of sprung on you, but, uh, you know, that adds just a different element and a, kind of a cool thing to be passed around between the two schools with the with this uh, the process of beginning the, this trophy here. And you guys are traveling to Arcola, and uh, they're three and four, so they need this game for their own playoff purposes. And uh, they got a new coach uh, over there, so they're kind of with a new style as well. So I guess it's good that you're seeing them now towards the end of the year rather than at the beginning of the year when you have much more game taping, much more game film on them. Right, yeah, I did notice that, that the rain is kind of into the forecast, so kind of getting uh, thrown into it with uh, the cold and the wind this past week, and now get some uh, rain and moisture out on the field as well, just kind of getting dealing with it here towards the end of the year. Yeah, we didn't, uh, haven't played any rain games yet. We played two last year, I mean, heavy down for us. Uh-huh. And it sounds like it'll be a fun game with the uh, trophy being in play now. So, Coach, we'll uh, let you go here and uh, continue to prep throughout the week for our COLA. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week, hopefully after another win. Travis Sparks here with Villa Grove head coach Heath Wilson, and you got the fourth win on a Friday against Argenta. So how's it going for you today, Coach?
All right, exactly. And uh, you guys uh, held on to beat Argenta there, 27-2-26. And you guys fell behind early, so you had to come back to do it. You were down 20-6 to at one point uh, there. So uh, how was the sidelines uh, with it being uh, down on the scoreboard there, 20-6? Absolutely, they did. And then uh, the game kind of flipped there uh, in your favor right before the half. You got two big plays and uh, some long yardage uh, run to Claude Felter and then uh, Braden Dowler as well to uh, finally even it up there at uh, 20. So it was uh, big to finally uh, get over the hump and get in, into the half, tied to half. Sure, and then also the uh, kicking game seemed to be altered with the uh, wind and maybe the uh, conditions on a Friday night there as uh, things got tight there in the fourth quarter and Argenta kind of scored, but then they uh, missed the extra point. So uh, things kind of seemed to uh, be altered there by the, uh, the wind, at least in the kicking game, it seemed like with the extra points. Yeah, definitely some things that maybe you take for granted there, but uh, now you got three in a row, and that's officially a win streak. And uh, this week is against uh, Sagamon Valley. It's the last regular season home game. It's a senior night there against the Sagamon Valley, and uh, they've come in losing four straight now. And uh, so you got the last regular season home game uh, for you guys coming up this week. And uh, the win also gets uh, to that very important uh, fifth win as well. So it's uh, even bigger uh, with those stakes on the line as well. 
Exactly, so it just seems like the weather's going to throw a wrench in last week as well as this week, so I guess it saved it all for maybe the most important weeks of the season, though. it's not a snow game uh, that's for sure uh, that's the only thing that i would ask for but coach will let you go here and uh good luck on friday looking for that uh, fifth important win and we'll talk to you next week Appreciate them hopping on the show, hopping on the podcast and the only thing left here to do is to clear the deck we got to talk about us some NHL tonight. Play one of the best music beds ESPN's ever created right there. That hockey music puts you in a good place. I think I said last week that I wasn't quite ready for hockey season. Yeah. I don't know if I'm still quite am, but... Hey, at least the weather is turning, so at least it feels like... Like hockey weather. Yeah, it's starting to get that chill in the air. Start to go to the arena, get those hockey sweaters out. I don't know if it'll feel like hockey weather in Tampa, but uh, we got a triple header tonight, 4.30. It all begins with the Predators against the uh, Lightning, and I think that's going to be on television. It's on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. But then, uh, really, what everyone's talking about, uh, the one at uh, 7 o'clock, the uh, Blackhawks squaring off against the uh, Penguins, whoever put together this schedule, obviously was in with the uh, draft lottery as well uh, because it's going to be the debut of Connor Bedard there Chicago. So I know things have looked bleak, and things look bleak here in Illinois. Yeah. But not in a Blackhawk sweater. Not in Blackhawk land. No. Connor Bedard, the golden goose, the golden child. Best prospect since Connor McDavid making his debut uh, tonight against his childhood idol, Sidney Crosby. Well, hopefully he has more Stanley Cups than Connor McDavid does. It's going to not be hard. Well, you never know. I mean, I just want one. Exactly. It can't be It can't be that hard. He doesn't even have one. Well, apparently it is for Connor McDavid. It is. Yeah. And Edmonton will, around him. Edmonton will try. I mean, he has his, his Robin. He has his 1A, uh, his Dry's idol. It was just as not as quite as good, I I would say, but he's just right there, mm. right there with them. So uh, one of the best one-two punches in the league, but just they can't get over over that what seems to be a mountain in that accomplishment. Look to see whether Edmonton can put it all together this year, and then of course the nightcap at 9:30 is Eric's Kraken against the Golden Knights, who's going to be raising a banner up there tonight. 
for their Stanley Cup championship that they won. Mm -hmm. They hoisted the cup and they'll hoist the uh, banner this evening at 9.30 to close out that triple header. There, It's going to be a little difficult for the Knights to uh, repeat, I think. I mean, they didn't really add anybody. They just have the same pieces, really, from last year. They did lose a few people uh, there. You know, Barbashev's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. He was important in the run last year. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there with the uh, the Golden Knights. And then everybody really will get into action on Wednesday. Uh, well, actually, not even everybody. We have to wait until Thursday mm -hmm. for the Blues. Blues uh, against the Stars opening up there in Dallas. So we'll have to wait just a little bit. If maybe Blues can be a sneaky team. Um, we'll see if we can uh, get things back together and maybe contend for a wild card berth. I don't think we're going to win the West or anything or be in the top there, but I can see us possibly be contenders uh, for the wild card at least. Uh, we do have some uh, milestones that we're watching out for for uh, the NHL season. Of course, uh, Ovechkin's still trying to get uh, close to Wayne Gretzky's record. He's not going to get it this year uh, or even tie it. He's just uh, 72 goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky. Uh, but Ovechkin can reach his uh, reachable number. 850 is the goals that he could have. Uh, he's currently setting at 822. And that would just be 28 goals this season to reach 850. And it would be the 19th straight season. Ovi scored at least 20 goals. So look out for that. Uh, Sidney Crosby needs 50 goals to become the 21st member of the 600-goal club. Uh, Crosby scored 33 last season but has scored more than 50 once in his 18 NHL seasons. So probably that's not going to happen, but... Uh, Malkin can only become only three active players that have scored at least 500 goals. Of course, Ovechkin, uh, Crosby, and Steven Stamkos as well. And Malkin uh, has 471 right now, so needs 29 this season to reach that 500 mark uh, there. And Austin Matthews, he will hit the milestone 300 when he scores his first goal of the season this year. He's only one of 12 players within 35 goals of the 300 uh, mark in the NHL currently uh, right now. Uh, Ovechkin can also get uh, 1,500 points as well in addition to his goal scoring milestones. Ovechkin would become the 16th player in NHL history with 1,500 points and second active behind Crosby if he gets 15 points uh, there. And John Tavers, Tavers for the Maple Leafs could also uh, get 1,000 points as well uh, there for uh, them. And at least 20 players could reach the 1,000 career games played this season, including former Blue Ryan O'Reilly, who now plays for the enemy Nashville Predators. Mm. Signed there this offseason after having a cup of coffee with the Maple Leafs. And also, Marc-Andre Fleury is just eight games. He needs to win eight games this season. He'll move into second place on the all-time win list, trailing the Hockey Hall of Famer Patrick Waugh with 551, and also uh, Bordeaux as well with 691. So uh, could overtake Patrick Waugh 
this season with eight wins there for him. So just a couple of the milestones that you're looking out for in the NHL this season. And, of course, you know, we'll see if uh, Toronto can put it together as well with one of the uh, better players in the league, Austin Matthews. Um, they got over the hump last year, at least mm-hmm. went in a playoff series, broke that long losing streak, but need to put it all together uh, there in the uh, West. If you're asking me today. I am, Travis. Who you got? Who you got today? Uh, I'm looking towards Carolina in the East. Mm-hmm. A contender for the Cup. And in the West, I just don't know if Vegas can get back there again. Mm, as long as they stay healthy, Colorado can be a solid option. So if you're asking me today, I'd pick Carolina and Colorado in the uh, finals. Carolina, Colorado, if you're asking Travis today. I just can't trust Toronto or I just can't trust Edmonton to put it all together. I'm going, Travis. Are you ready? You're asking me today? Who do you got in the Stanley Cup Finals today, Eric? I'm going to go... I'm going to go Maple Leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going Kraken. (laughs) You know I'm going Kraken. Maple Leaves Kraken. It'll be a Kraken good time, Travis. It will. It will be a cracking good time out there in Seattle. That's how that's how Toronto is going to finally break their cup drought, yes. beating, beating an expansion team. Yes. Yes. The Kraken, just yes. three years in the league. Yes. My backup you know, for the for, for the Leafs, by the way, is the Penguins. Ugh. Sydney goes out with a cup. Ugh. I know. Gross. Pat McPhee with his Penguins jersey on today. I thought you liked him. The Oh, Pat? Yeah. I like Pat. I just don't like who he cheers for in hockey. <laughs> and I just don't care for Sidney Crosby. I know you don't. Big thumbs down. That's 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 why I picked that. Just to Big thumbs down there. I, it's going to be an awful game tonight watching uh, the golden child, Connor Bedard versus Sidney Crosby. But I will be checking it out just to see. This is the changing of the guard moment, Eric. This is this is like the this is the Rock raising John Cena's arm at the end of WrestleMania 29. That worked out great. Passing of the torch. This is Hulk Hogan shaking the Rock's hand at WrestleMania 18. I think it's, it's more like you know MJ playing LeBron. Oh wait, that never happened. But yeah, it never happened. Jordan playing Kobe. That did happen. It happened. Yep. A few times. A few times. I think. Kobe was pretty good against him. Yeah. I and mean, they weren't guarding each other one-on-one. That would have been cool if they did. It would, yeah. Let's get Michael Jordan back. See if he can. No, he's too busy at the racetrack. Travis, he was there this weekend, too. He's just too busy making money. Too busy making money and rooting on his teams. Billions of dollars. Ro- rooting for his, uh, mm. his NASCAR team. Yeah, his NASCAR team. Fully engulfed. Yeah. Fully engulfed in the sport. Hey, he's he's a fan and a leader, so. Well, I like it. We appreciate you, MJ. Thanks I like for coming it. On board. I like the, 
I like the athletes. Yes. And the commitment to NASCAR. Yes. Absolutely. So. Speaking of which, do we have time for a quick NASCAR bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else. Really, really, really small. But I just saw this. Uh, came down today, and I thought it was really cool. Or maybe it was yesterday. So we talked about how Homestead um, isn't this weekend, but it's next weekend, uh, the race. Mm-hmm. And Mobile One, the gas company, oil company, whatever you want to call them, uh-huh. is going to sponsor the race. Mm-hmm. But instead, they have given the name of the race over to Kevin Harvick. So it is the four, Kevin Harvick's number four, forever 400. I think that's really cool. It's kind of cool, yeah. That's awesome. And it says, you know, presented by Mobile One. But I think it's really cool that they, you know, foregoed it being like the Mobile One 400 or something like that and said, no, we want Kevin Harvick, who drives our car, who we've been partners with for a while, his last time at Homestead, we want to sponsor this race just to give it to him. Hmm. That's, that's, I think that's kind of cool. cool, yeah. That's cool. So, as far as like, a lot of the tracks been getting like going going away gifts for these drivers. That's a pretty good gift. You're gonna have your own race named after you. Sure. Now the Brickyard 400 did it many years ago, and it was it was your hero's name here 400, and you could you got people through Crown Royal to be named, but they never said why the race was named after them. I'm sure it was for good reason, but they never publicly said what those reasons were. So me as a fan, I'm just like could have been the joe schmo 400 i don't know who this guy is mm-hmm. yeah i was always mad no one ever nominated me <laughs> a story for a different day uh, yeah story for a different time we don't need to no we don't need to go down that road go down that road here at the end of the show so but yeah i thought that that was really cool yeah so very well we'll be looking out that for that in a couple weeks, couple weeks. Yep. so i have to wait on that all right, so I think that uh, clears the deck for today. There we go, getting that mood of October. We've missed it for a little while, but it's back. October, it's full swing here on the starting lineup. And on Wednesday's show, you know, we always take a look at the uh, playoffs. So we'll be doing that tomorrow in high school football. See where our area teams stack up. So that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow. Till then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back for you on your Wednesday. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Peace. Peace.